Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is College Basketball Friday, January 26th. Cousin Jared, we are uh, coming off of a Thursday, off of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today's Thursday. What are days? Mm-hmm. What is time? We're coming yeah. off a Wednesday where our A-grade picks went 16-4. and four. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was a great day Thursday so far. We're about halfway through the games. A lot of later games we talk about Thursday. A lot of times those are the West Coast games and the the Big West plays and the Pac-12 plays. Uh, three and two on the Agri plays so far. Um, I say that because we talk about the ups and downs of sports betting all the time. Uh, that every week, unfortunately, cannot be profitable. And after a couple of rougher A-grade weeks, uh, having a night like that uh gets us going back in the right direction saturday was was a better day as well uh so so you know the ups and downs happen and and we had some terrible luck in some of the downs and now things are going back the right direction again yeah (laughs) you know i'm kind of comparing this to one of the baseball seasons i can't remember exactly when it was it was just like i remember coming on the show and just saying i just want like a normal day like yeah. I just want to like yeah, barely lose or barely win. I don't want it to just be this roller coaster. And I feel like that's what college basketball has been this year. Just a roller coaster. Things are either amazing or absolutely terrible. And so we're just on that upswing again where we're at the top and hopefully we just, you know, sustain it a little bit longer or again, just have a day where just we just, day. Cool. Yeah. you know, that'll make me happy. I, uh, I was, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I, I was thinking about that today and I was thinking about coming on this show and being like, you know, this is college basketball and it's a roller coaster unlike any other sport. And then I was like, I'm not going to say that because then we are setting ourselves up for a baseball season yeah. where it happens. And I know that doesn't, that's not real. I can't speak things like that into existence. Jinxes aren't real. Uh, I cannot affect the outcome of a sporting event from here. Like maybe if I went to the game and like ran out of the court, maybe I could, but like, otherwise mm-hmm. I can't say anything, you know, that sort of thing. But I was, I still had that thought. I was like, I gotta be careful what I say because like we had that baseball season where it was like, one week we just won like everything we touched, and next week we yeah. quit. And and, and it, we, we talk about it a lot of times too. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but but you know we don't want to be those people who are a lot of a lot of this industry. And I, I know unfortunately it's filled with people who are every loss is bad luck, and every win is perfectly handicapped. And that's not the way mm-hmm. we talk about good and bad variance. It works both ways. We yeah. talk about a lot of times though when things get really bad, it's like this combination of like you know the the number you just caught the wrong number, you caught the wrong hook here, you had the bad luck, you have all the twenty point leads blown, and it's like you have some bad picks and bad reads and bad whatever as well. And then that's just the cherry on top. Yeah. And and the good weeks are the same thing though. You get a lot of good reads, you catch the right number, you caught the right line movement, and then you get the good luck on top of it. And it's like, everything's better. And so, so it is a mix of things. We're not trying to say it's all, you know, every time we have something bad, it's not bad luck, right? We're going to have wrong picks. We understand that. Um, it, it, it's just that the roller coasters are, are you yeah. just sometimes just got to live through it here. Yeah. Uh, things have been better lately, which is good. You can sign up on Dub Club, get more picks. A light slate on Friday. We're talking about three of the bigger games here, but we do have two plays of the day that we really like. We'll talk about both of those on the extended cut. Uh, one of those is in the late game, uh, which is a standalone game on, I presume, FS1. Uh, mm-hmm. If people are interested in that, you can sign up on Dub Club, get three months of the price of two using the promo code, folks. Hockey. The hockey model is being built. I've spent a lot of time the last two days. It's not ready yet, uh, but I've spent a lot of time the last two days. Got what I'm good with on first go-around for goalies. I started working on skaters. There's some more complications with skaters that I didn't quite think about from the start that kind of started building something like, no, I got to do this. No, I got to do this, right? So take a few more days, but, uh, you know, 
sometime in the next week-ish, we should have version one, hopefully, of the hockey model. Like I said, I think we're going to have a great a great time with hockey. Uh, look, we're looking forward to it, personally. I mean, if there's anything that can make the NHL playoffs a little more stressful – it's 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 having a, a a hockey model. Those games are just insane as it is, uh, and, and add you know your work with the hockey model on top of it. It's uh, setting up to be a, a, a wild second half of, of the hockey season. Absolutely, and uh, it's funny, right? It, there's a famous tweet that I don't know how old it is, but it's basically something to the effect of like, you know, you could, you know, do cocaine. Uh, skydiving out of a helicopter into a bear pit, or you could just watch, you know, game seven overtime. Yeah. It's about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, credit to whoever had that tweet, but it's, it's basically what it is, is when you get done to the hockey playoffs. A yeah. lot of fun there. Uh, QR code on the screen. I get you there. Link in the show description. Otherwise, though, uh, short slate on Friday, but we'll get to it with the biggest game of the night Michigan State and Wisconsin. Uh, lo and behold, Michigan State's defense is up to number six, according to sideline. And they've come together after a very rough start to the season. You mm-hmm. see the Baylor game was kind of the yeah. signs of life from that team. Uh, and, and it's just gotten better and better for them. They're, they're kind of finally putting it all together like we thought they would. Um, Wisconsin, as we talked about all season, surprisingly much better on offense than defense. And that's been mm-hmm. the biggest thing um within that i'm just still kind of having to get my head around because that's just not even we've had good wisconsin offenses the defense has always been just as good if not better the defense is not that good though um but the offense is carrying them wisconsin plays slow michigan state doesn't really play fast there will not be a lot of pace in this game however we're going to go over 137 and a half model says 144.5 the model thinks this should be an average uh, number of points in this college basketball game, largely due to the fact that a the off- top offenses are better than the top defenses in college basketball. We've talked a lot about that this season. If you've been with us, mm-hmm. um, on top of that, that while these teams are going to go slow, and Michigan State has a great defense, Wisconsin's offense is going to help get us some points, and that's going to force Michigan State to score. Um, 137 and a half is pretty low for the talent level that these offenses have. And we talk about in general, you see these sort of scores more in the weaker conferences because they can turn up the defensive intensity and snuff out any good offense. And you just can't do that with these better schools. You can play with a bit more defensive intensity, but unless a team just goes cold, you're going to get a decent number of points. That's what we've seen all season in college basketball. I don't see why this would be any different. We're going to over 100. 37 and a half because Jared tell us more you you mentioned that it's hard for you to get your head around that Wisconsin is a markedly better offensive team than they are defensive team and it is uh well for you it's literally your job uh to watch college basketball games uh Jake and I while while by no means perfect. Um, we keep up with college basketball more than the average person. If if you and we are having a hard time mm. getting our minds around Wisconsin being a better offensive team, then the common better is probably having a, a much more difficult time even than than we are. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see this line the where it is. I think the books know that they can hang a number like 137 and a half, and they're still going to get plenty of action on the under because it's – 
Michigan State, it's Wisconsin, it's mm -hmm. a Big Ten conference game. It's all of these things that, you know, a few years ago, this game would have been 60 to 50. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, like you said, you're we're expecting. I'm pretty bit. sure, wasn't it these two teams that in that Big Ten title uh, conference game played a game that was like 39 to 36 or something? Uh, I think it was these two teams. Yeah, I, I mean, it, again, a couple of years ago, there wouldn't have been any better candidates than these two teams to play that that type of game. So um, I, I think that's a big part of the reason why you're, you're seeing this. Uh, the other thing I would say is, yes, the Michigan State defense is very good, but this Wisconsin offense is very good, and they're playing at home. I think that is um, you know, going to allow Wisconsin to, to put up a decent number of points. And same thing with Michigan State. Their offense, while not as good as their defense, um, going up against a Wisconsin team that clearly has, uh, you know, by Big Ten standards, not the best. Uh, defense out there in, in the Big Ten. So I think any way you slice it, this sets up to have, uh, uh, like you said, an average college basketball game, and an average game gets us above 137 and a half. Uh, it, was, it was Penn State, and that was, uh, by now, it was over 10 years ago, 36 to 33 in an actual college basketball game. It just seems wow. Wow. incredible. I think we're getting some value on this game because these teams played back in December at Michigan State, and it was 70 to 57. That game obviously then landed at 127, uh, went under by about four points. But you know, <laughs> that was a long time ago, first off. And second off, when you, when you just when you look at what Wisconsin's done at home, uh, here their last home game, they put up 91 against Indiana. So you can't talk to me just about pace and say, you know, they're like, sure, 91 against Indiana um, at Penn State. Uh, obviously, very different team than however many years ago, but they played a game um, that gets a 170. And so they did go under in their last game against Minnesota, but their previous three conference games went over, uh, and five of their last seven have gone over, and seven of their last 10 have gone over. So it's not like it's just, you know, you can cherry pick some unders as well, but the bottom line to me is that these two teams are combined 19 and 19 to the over. So it's not like either one of them, both right yeah. around 500. It's not like either one just put a hard over team, a hard under team where the books and everything yeah. just hasn't been able to catch up. Uh, and so I just think that we're getting a little bit of value here because what happened last game, but when you consider how these teams have been playing, as of late, I don't see any reason why uh, we shouldn't have a few more points on average. Again, as we always talk yeah. about, if you're new with us, uh, make sure you catch us. If not, you know exactly what I'm going to say, which is anything can happen in one game. If these teams get hot, this game's getting to the 160s or 150s. If these teams don't, it might be in the 120s, right? So weird right. things happen, we, good and bad. We struggled those off, assuming we have normal three-point shooting, right? And it's not that one team goes two for 30 or 20 for 30, right? Yeah. Um, we should be probably right around, you know, in the low 140s is what we think here. Of note, the other thing is that Wisconsin tends to have play a little bit faster at home. Michigan State tends to play a little bit faster at home. Now, that doesn't mean there will be a fast pace to this game, but it means that our, Michigan on the road. So Michigan State on the road, Wisconsin at home not quite as grinded out as the other way around at home. Michigan state grinds it out a little bit more and on the road, Wisconsin grinds it out a little bit more. And so that right there might be just enough. What tips us to the over here. We think there's some value in this number, a grade play for us to start off the mm -hmm. night at 8 30 PM Eastern. We're going to switch gears away from totals and back to sides here for St. Joseph's and St. Bonaventure, two teams uh, that are both moderately decent uh, in a conference. That's unfortunately seen better days. Yeah. We've got the better team on the road that tends to balance out. In this case, the model thinks it balances out precisely. 
and makes this a 50-50 contest. Well, that means we're going to take the road team here at plus 140. Because we talked a lot about home court advantage and how that's been a little bit stronger this year in college basketball. But I've said all along, I kind of think it was a little bit of a weird couple of weeks and that we should just wait for it to come back to earth. And we saw that here even a couple of nights ago when Iowa was at home and lost yeah. um, to who was there for that was Maryland, I guess. Yeah, Maryland, yep. In a game that Iowa just couldn't hit, you know, got massively outshot from three at home. And that's what was happening was the home teams for a couple of weeks, especially in places like the Big Ten. The home team just couldn't miss from three and the road teams couldn't hit. We know that's not exactly the way it always goes. We just saw some results. And that's the important doesn't matter, but I think we're starting to see a little bit more of home teams win. It's hard to win on the road in college basketball, but it's not quite as impossible as it might have seemed two weeks ago. So St. Joseph's the better team, the better offense by a lot. Defense, we'll say that's rounding error, but while it's harder to score on the road than it is at home, the difference in offenses should offset that. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I'm all about taking plus 140 odds. You want to take some points? If that's your jam, that's fine too. Anything can happen in this game. So this is one of those where I want to make this pick every day of the week and twice on Sunday because if we can make this eight times a week and win four of them, we're going to make some money. That doesn't mean this one will win. It just means that this is the type of price that if we can get these sort of games on our card a lot, we're going to be doing pretty well. What's your take? I don't think that I have said this very many times on the college basketball show. If so, it's been a while. But math is the math. I I mean, plus 140 odds for a team, a game that is dead even, you know, like I can sit here and talk about like with, with Michigan state, Wisconsin about why I think it, this game should go over. Like, okay. I think St. St. Joe's is a better team. I, I can tell you all that kind of stuff, but doesn't matter. It's plus plus one forty in a game that is literally an exact toss up. I don't know how many of these we get each season where sideline literally says 50, 50, right down the middle, exactly no, no. 50 on both sides. Not as many as we get in baseball for whatever reason. I don't know why that happens that way. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is simply a math problem. And, you know, we've talked all the time on here about a lot of this is just math. And this is just you're expected to win 50 percent of the time. You're getting plus 140 odds. Just this is a a, a great example of sometimes you just got to play math. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, St. Bonaventure has one player that's questionable for illness. I have no idea if he matters or not to the team, but that's <laughs> something of note. Uh, St. Joseph's does have uh, some guys out, but that's all factored in the model. So uh, just as a reminder, though, it's a player-based model, and so all of that is taken into um, consideration. So it's not like we're you know, completely missing anything key on the injury front that, that we're aware of, at least. Um, you know, when you look at this, the the records are relatively even, but a lot of times we talk about records not meaning a whole lot, but I mean, St. Joseph's has a slightly better record and, and I think they have a slightly better team. And I'm not sure exactly why you do, you know, when you go look at other metrics, like St. Bonaventure uh, is one is literally next to St. Joseph's uh, according to Ken Palm. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you exactly why uh, my model sees a little bit different, but uh, that's one of the things we like to talk about here all the time, right? Is all models are wrong. Some models are useful. I'm not trying to say uh, that St. Joseph's is literally the 70th best team. They might be the 60th or they might be the 80th or the 90th. I I don't know. We don't actually know. Nobody knows, right? Um, But for whatever um, reason, you know, the model that I built for the most part does tend to point us in the right direction uh, more times than not. And in this case, uh, sidelines going out on a little bit of a limb here and saying St. Joseph's is a better team. And uh, again, if you go to Ken Palm, he would disagree with that. 
it is what it is. As a reminder, right, one result doesn't tell us who's right or wrong. If St. Joseph wins or loses, that doesn't mean we were right or he was wrong. Uh, it's just one result, right? We would need these two teams to play multiple times to really know that. And so that's how we judge the accuracy of the model is over a large sample size. It's not very satisfying, but I'm, I'm shooting straight. Um, you know, if we win or lose this pick, we aren't going to be doing jumping jacks saying we told you so. It's just going to be one result, and we're going to take this result along with all the other results and yeah. use that to help us figure out if we're on the right track, if things need to be tweaked or not. Um, and in this case, though, we think St. Joseph's a better team, so it's a coin toss game. Uh, plus 140 is always fun, and I don't know what the heck's going to happen yeah. type game. And then wrapping up um, the free pick show here, Utah Valley in Seattle. Because, Jared, we talk a lot about overs. Mm -hmm. on the show and even the a grades we've taken about a two to one ratio now both a grade overs and unders have been profitable but we've been taking more overs than unders you know we've seen the efficiency we cut on from the very yeah. start that, that overs should be played more and the models done great with that mm -hmm. uh whereas the books took a while to catch up we're kind of getting a little bit closer to 50 50 now and in fact we've had more we've had more days recently we've had a lot more unders than overs when you just look on screen, you see Utah Valley and how much they struggle on offense and how good they are on defense. And you look at Seattle and it's kind of the same story. This leads to a pretty good under B grade value here, not the largest differential. I'd love to be able to get under a number in the 140s, but at least in this case, anything in the 130s gets us the win. The model thinks that's relatively likely here. Neither one of these teams plays extremely fast or slow, a little faster than usual, but this is just about defenses doing their thing in this conference. Because Jared, Grand Canyon and SFA just got through playing here on Thursday night in a game that landed, I believe, like 53 to 51. I'm not projecting uh -huh. that exact score for this game, uh -huh. but that's kind of what you see here happening is – just good defense, the defense winning out more possessions than not. Obviously, the ball will go through the hoop a few times. But, um, you know, the way this game goes over is one team or both teams just gets hot shooting. And we don't have a lot of reason to think that will happen. It could. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll take my chances here with the under, given the weak offenses and strong defenses. And Jared, your, your true love was unders. You played, you've enjoyed the overs yeah. in college basketball, but this is like your, your one true love. Your, your first love was the unders. So uh, yeah. you're, you're back, you're back at your normal, yeah. your, your normal take here. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like this has everything that you could want as an under better you've got. And I mean, let's take a second to appreciate for two uh, whack teams, mm -hmm. the defenses in this game. Mm -hmm. Pretty good defenses. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, tip of the hat to, to them, what they've done on, on that side of the ball this season. Um, unfortunately for our friends, the Utah Valley Wolverines, um, offense is bad. And I think playing on the road is just going to exacerbate that problem. And Seattle is like, eh, they're like, fine. I, I think they can do enough offensively to win this game relatively comfortably. Uh, but it's not like uh, – Seattle is a team that's going to be trying to rub the score and jacking up threes. Like I, I can't remember which game it was. It's been a week or so ago now, but it's like, well, that game got to 160 because they were jacking up threes with 15 seconds left of the shot clock when they were up by 15 points late in the game. Um, I don't think you're going to have that from from Seattle. They're not necessarily a fast-paced team. They don't necessarily have the offense uh, to do that kind of thing. So uh, I think there's a lot of ways this game, a lot of ways this game plays out that ends up going under. I think you would have to have some very specific things happen for two teams that are not that great on offense for this to go under uh, that over that 139 and a half number. And I think, you know, sometimes we don't, 
we don't want to spend 30 minutes on each game and we could, and I know there are people out there who do that. So, uh, you know, um, where they will, they'll, they'll hit like every angle. They'll talk about every single thing in a really deep dive. It seems like something more we could do with, with the upcoming hockey model. than this, Cause at least there, there's only like, you know, on a big slate, obviously, you know, 15, 16 games, but, yeah. but a lot of nights, you know, five games or whatever, <laughs> but we do sometimes like talk about why you might get value in this um, on this number. Seattle has played, four overtime games since the middle of December and all four of course have gone over because of overtime. Uh, I think one of them uh, was going over either way. Maybe two of them are going over uh, either way, but when you look at, yeah, they've, they've gone over four straight times. Well, two of them went to overtime and the three before that they went under. Uh, So they're not, you know, Seattle's just not a, a a dead over team despite those last four results. Um, you know, Utah Valley has similarly had, um, you know, about as many overs as unders. And when you go back and look at their, it's just kind of a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so um, they went, the one I want to kind of point out is they went massively under uh, against Cal Baptist. And that's the sort of thing that you can see uh, yeah. with these two teams. It wouldn't be surprising if they had that game. When you see a lot of, uh, you know, Utah Valley scores, a lot of times they're landing right in the 60s. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what we're expecting uh, here is something where, you know, one team gets 70, one team gets 60, something like that. Um, and of course, that is a reminder of all the benefits you can get over on Dub Club. There's a little graphic from the sheet sheet. You can see the projected score. Oh, no, that's the wrong. That's actually, I'm actually going uh, way out of order. This was supposed to be before. This is St. Joseph's St. Bonaventure. So we're, going, we're just going whatever. Yeah. Um, you but still, a, a great but example still. Of, of all of the data, not only all of the write-ups that you get, this is yeah. all accompanied by, you know, I, and I've, I've had access to this for a long time, obviously. Um, mm. There is literally so much stuff on the college basketball slate. I don't know if I have time in my day to read out mm. everything that you get. So here's the overview. You get a distinct analysis of every single game. There's a lot of information that you can use here. Thanks for helping cover up the fact that I uh, had the slides out of order. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That there we go. But again, you can use that promo code 24CBB3 or the link in the show description. Get three months for the price of two. That'll get you start the baseball season, which we talk about uh, being our bread and butter. And that doesn't mean every single month of baseball profitable either. But in general, uh, you know, we tend to have a whole lot more profitable baseball months than not. Uh, and of course, in, in the coming months, the hockey model as well. March Madness, all the goodies over there. So check that out if you're interested. Otherwise, there is your recap. And again, you got the extended cut, a special link. If you're with us over on Dub Club to hear Kissinger talk about, and I talk about the uh, place of the day here for Friday. Otherwise, though, uh, parting words for the viewers. On my flossing schedule, I've settled into every other night. So like mm. that's that's mm. my schedule now every mm. other night. Mm. Boss. I feel like this is going downhill fast, but I mean, I, I, which every other night is a lot more often than I used to floss. It's so true. It's I, true. I, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I'm doing great, honestly. I, I, I've thought about like to 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 try to I don't want to say like differentiate, but just as an extra like, what if I had like a hat where I wrote down like life advice and just like picked mm. one out each day and like clothes with just like a little bit of, you know, mm-hmm. fun life advice. And obviously like people can take whatever they want and leave whatever they want. But obviously one is to floss because I had a root canal almost mm-hmm. a year ago now. And it was like the most painful thing in my life. And I asked, I was like, how do I avoid that? And he goes like floss. And I was like, okay, well I do. 
I didn't when I was younger. Maybe that's the problem. Mm -hmm. But you know, mm -hmm. he was like, keep flossing. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll make yeah. sure to do that because that was that was terrible. But I, I've thought about things, you know, like uh, you know, especially you know, New Year, right? New resolutions yeah. and yeah. everything. People talk about new habits, and yeah, you know, I've done I've done a little research into habits. Yeah. And if you know anything about them, right? One of the best ways to form a new habit is called habit stacking, right? Where you take a habit you already have and you attach mm -hmm. a new habit to you do that afterwards, and you can mm -hmm. stack multiple, you know. Yeah, a little food for thought for people out there. If you're looking I, I, don't, at, I don't think I've ever told you. Track and, track and track with you. I don't think I've ever told you this. When 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 I went to college, I remember you telling me that college is all about the habits that you develop because it's the first time that you're on your own and everything. And it's mm. about whatever habits you develop while you're there on your own. And I remember specifically, I was like laying in bed and when I started college and I was like, I can do whatever I want. I'm like, I don't got to brush my teeth. <laughs> and I was like, but I should really develop that habit of like brushing my teeth every night because then it's mm -hmm. going to be a habit not brushing my teeth every mm -hmm. night. So anyway, like I religiously brush my teeth and I partially attribute that to you because that was a habit that I was going to develop when I went to – anyway. So I don't think I've ever that's, that, but just so you that's know. A, no, you did not. It's hilarious. And I actually don't remember ever saying that, man. Um, I don't, but my memory is terrible. Um, yeah, but that makes sense because it is because college is the first time when you could just be like, you could just do whatever you want. And I think yeah. a, a lot of us in college, we did experiment with that a little bit. With, yeah, yeah. With all of us with different things potentially, but yeah. just kind of being like, Hey, like my boundaries are gone now. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Good times. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for watching. Uh, if you're with us on dub club, stick around after the music here and for talks about the plays of the day. Otherwise, though, if you haven't watched the video yet, check it out. Just some key reminders of some uh, betting principles that we believe in around here. Uh, hopefully your Friday goes well, and we will see you in 24 hours.